Hello and welcome to People Who Like Each Other. I'm your host, Madeline, and I'll be talking to a wide variety of couples in hopes of unpacking the intimate details of these relationships and maybe what works and maybe what doesn't work. So before we get into today's interview, I'm really excited uh, because we got a fun story in from Steph McCann, who is a writer for MTV. She's based in LA. Uh, She's a very talented and funny person. So here's what she had to say. When I first moved to the city, when I was in my early 20s, um, I was obsessed with dating people in their late 20s, um, as every 22, 23-year-old is want to do. Um, The first person that I dated in Los Angeles uh, was this guy. He was 28. Uh, We'll call him Dave for this story. Um, We went on a few dates. I think we went on three dates. Um, And I just was like, we are in love. We have so much in common. Uh, We both like the band Arcade Fire. Um, We have the same taste in like alternative comedy. Um, I, I just felt like we were in love. We went on a third date, and after that third date, I was like, okay, it's like, it's official, I have to tell everyone. Um, I came home from that just being like, this is it, we're gonna get married. Um, and he came home from that date, and he texted me, hey, you're really cool, um, but just like, work is so crazy, and this isn't, you know, I don't really have time for this, something like that. Um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I'll wait for him. Um, I just assumed like work is really crazy and I'll see him soon. Um, so then like months went by and I didn't hear from him. We didn't really talk to each other, but I was just obsessed with him. I, I was like, this older man will be the answer to all of my problems. Um, he's 28. So we ended up having catch up drinks, maybe like six or seven months after that last date, that third date. Um, We both still liked the band Arcade Fire. Um, I had recently bought light wash jeans. He had recently bought light wash jeans, so clearly we had so much in common. Um, But he, like during that date, he had been going on and on about how like, my back hurts, I'm so old, I can only have like one drink and I'm hungover now. Um, And I was like, ugh, like, you know, he thinks he's so old. You know, cl- clearly there was like nothing in common. I think he like had started dating somebody. So it was just sort of like, okay, nice to see you, thanks. Uh, later on at night, we were like standing outside of the bar saying goodbye. And he was going on, he's like, oh, my back, my knees hurt. I need to go to bed, it's 10.45. And I like, I looked up at him and I was like, I think you think you're older than you are, you know? Um, and I'll never forget. He looked down at me and he was like, I could say the same thing about you. And I just remember that pissed me off so much at the time. Like I'm, I was like, I'm a mature 22 year old or whatever age I was. And now looking back, I'm like, no, Dave, you are so right. Like I, I think about that all the time and I'm like, you know, 22 and 28, they don't seem that far apart, but just what happens in your 20s is like during those middle years, during that time, just there are so many changes. He was right. I did think that I was older than I was at the time. And now that I'm his age, I'm like, thank God he knew. Um, 
but yeah, so that's my story. Can you hear me? Yes. I called my parents, Craig and Patricia. They've been together 29 years and live in a town called Hanville, which is about 20 minutes outside of New Orleans in Louisiana. Well, I was at a crawfish boil f- at my sister's house. She invited me if to a crawfish bowl to meet her brother. Aunt Michelle and I worked together at Philip Morris. And then um, she didn't tell me it was a family crawfish bowl. So I met the whole family the first day I met your dad. I was probably in my mid-30s, 35, 36. I think I was 29. Well, how does it feel to be a successful matchmaker? Oh, that's really funny. (laughs) This is my Aunt Michelle, my dad's sister, who introduced them. Around that time would be the early 90s. So my mother was still around. So my mother probably had a crawfish boil or we might've. Yeah. I was told it was like y'all's families, but my mom didn't know it was a family crawfish boil (laughs) until she showed up. You're kind of like stunned at first. That's okay. So I called her and I think she was dating somebody at the time. I'm not really sure. Um, But she, she said, yeah, let's have lunch. I think one of our earlier dates, I had hurt my foot and I was on crutches and um, we had, I drove to your dad's office and, and he, he said something like, wow, what happened to you, you know? Wow, you must really want to date me if you came on crutches and didn't cancel. (laughs) And she was kind of embarrassed, you know? Anyway, so I said, well, let's get in my car. I don't want to go, you know, let's go eat, you know, I'll drive it. And then I get in his car and he said, sorry, my car's such a mess. And I looked around and it was really neat. He had uh, his little calendar stuffed between the seat and the middle of the dash. But I, I thought to myself, wow, if this is messy, I, I can deal with this. Because <laughs> uh, the guy I dated before him was such a slob. So I thought, oh, wow, that's a change of pace for me. <laughs> Oh, I liked her. I thought she was real pretty and she was smart. And I thought she had a lot on the ball, you know. He opened the door for me, you know, and you know, just, and he was funny. I thought he was, you know, so I really was in a mindset of, I just want to have some nice, fun dates. I wanted to have more children. That was important to me at the time. I wanted to be married. I liked being married. I didn't like being single. Um, I didn't really like the dating scene much, so. And I don't really want to get um, seriously involved. I just want to have some nice, fun dates. Okay, so that sounds to me like they were on completely different pages. So when did things start to get serious? Before he told me he was committed to, to our relationship, he was already getting my engagement ring made. Before you guys were like exclusively dating, he was getting an engagement ring? Yeah. I knew he wasn't dating anybody else at that time, but he still wouldn't tell me that we're exclusive. And so after about two years of dating, I said, okay, yeah, I love him. I want to marry him. And 
Um, but it was getting your dad to, to commit at that point. <laughs> yeah. But when was, was there like a specific moment when you were like, Oh, like I could marry her or was oh, it just I, that? Yeah. I think I had that moment um, on the first time we went to lunch. That is so sweet, Dad. I've never heard you say that before. That's so nice. Nobody ever ever asked me that. When's the last time you missed Dad? I miss him when he's, you know, on a trip because I'm used to being here. here. But I talk to him often, so, and I FaceTime him, so, but... I do miss him when he's not around here. The house is even more quiet. It just makes it kind of lonely, you know. That I missed her. <laughs> I missed her today when I went to work. <laughs> yeah, I left the house and she was with the architect and we, I had a meeting with the architect for our new house and her. And when I left, I kind of missed her. And what do you think you bring to the relationship? Let's see. I think I bring hmm, excitement, fun. I'm more spontaneous than she is. Mom likes to do those things, but sometimes she needs somebody to kind of push her on to do them, you know? So I guess I bring that to the table. I bring love and happiness and joy. Um, what do I bring to the relationship? That's, I think we're a good partnership. We work well together. I think we work well as a team, whether it's things we do with our kids, our grandkids, or with the house, or with the business. So I brought them back to sit together and answer the questions together this time. What have been the biggest challenges in your relationship? Raising kids. <laughs> That's probably when we had the most disagreements. Raising Teenage kids. daughters <laughs> and sons. Probably the most challenging thing is finding the right balance of work and play and family and religion. And well, all that's those true. Things. Especially if you when don't, your kids and, are grown up. You get out of balance during different times of your life and you've got you to work towards being balanced again. How do your friends perceive your partner? Um, <laughs> I think they think dad is very nice. Um, huh. <laughs> I do. I think they think you're a nice guy and, you know, they think he's goofy because he is goofy. I actually do remember the first time I met your dad. This is my mom's sister, Elaine. And I, I thought he was funny. And that was my first impression. He was, he was sweet and he was being polite. But, uh, I mean, my friends like him, especially my close, close friends, you know. We all get along. My friends always speak highly of Patricia and they they think she's great and they say you're so lucky to have her and to be married to her and she puts up with all your crap and that's <laughs> that's really something and she's smart and she's pretty and you know all of those kind of positive things and she lets you have the cars you want to have which is very important to them because that's one of their things that they like to share and do and uh, she lets you travel with us when we go on trips and things like that. 
And I think that's another plus. Uh, I, I always thought that your mom needed time to go with her friends and I've never stood in the way of her taking a trip with her girlfriends. I always thought that was a good way for her to, to vent and to have fun and to talk. Cause you can talk about different things with your friends that you don't normally talk about with your spouse or your kids or whatever. So the people need that. They need to get away and do those kinds of things. Why are you still together? And what do you feel like you have to work on? Because we love each other. Yeah, and I don't want to go dating again. I just, <laughs> that's a pain in the ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I still have to work on patience. I lack patience with certain things. I'll make a, she'll say, okay, I'm going to tell you this. I know it's a sensitive issue, but don't respond. And I'll respond. <laughs> you know, it's very difficult. You know, it'll be an outrageous thing. And I just can't bite my lip long enough. It's bleeding. I'm biting it so hard. And I've got to blurt out, even though I promised her I wasn't going to do that. I've got to work on patience. Um, about her, I would think she's become more forgiving and i'm thankful for that so if there's something that i did that she didn't really like she used to jump on it and really be silent to me for too long a period she gets over that quicker now and i like that i think we both realize we only have so much more time together and that we got to make good use of that time um kind of kind of in that to remind myself when we're talking about something that's probably sensitive that I've got to remind myself to let your dad express his opinion even though I don't, won't agree with it you know I might not agree with it but it's his opinion and even though it might hurt me or it might it might not be what I want I've got to let him say it and then um, and then just like move on to deal with it you know you know it now if it if if it's a sensitive issue and he agrees with me it's even it's great so and kind of like with you know so my thing is to not not get so hurt by something that not take it so personally and it hurts but and it's kind of like what your dad was saying with himself patience because I'll start off a conversation that I know will be sensitive with okay i'm gonna tell you something and i, and I don't want you to re don't, don't respond and i don't yeah. want you to respond i just want you to hear me let me stab you in the back with this sharp knife and i don't want to hear you make a noise ask them to compliment each other and then they just started thanking each other which is a little strange but i didn't want to interrupt so Thank you for lighting this, lighting up the situation when I, it gets too serious. Thank you for slowing down when you're driving too fast. When I say, honey, you're driving too fast. <laughs> Thanks for not saying that too much. <laughs> Thanks for going with me with the grandkids, pitching in with the grandkids because they're a handful. <laughs> And thanks for letting it roll off when, you know, you're mad at me for some reason and letting it roll off quick.
quicker and not carrying it on or letting it sit on you you know to where you're giving me the silent treatment for like three days and 14 weeks <laughs> it's never been 14 weeks it's been three days i'm sure but about 14 weeks so that's a big plus and i think because as we get older we don't have as much time you know so let's make it good on a scale of one to ten how would you rate your relationship eight nine <laughs> can you elaborate <laughs> i guess that means eight and a half because if you take nine and eight it, it averages to eight and a half so that's not bad <laughs> Well, I, I, there's never anything perfect about a relationship. Yeah, there never is. And if you could, you know, you just can't make it perfect. So right, I think we're kind of meant for each I think other. We'll stay together a little while longer. I think at least. we're good. And I do see them together for you know forever. I really do. And there you have it, folks. A little snippet of a relationship. Hope you enjoyed it, and hope you keep listening for more. You can edit all the bad stuff out and make it sound good if you want. 